0: Three, two, one, uh, meow, <laughs> classic, gotta go fast, Sonic, <laughs> uh, I'm Adam from your movie sucks, this is Sardonicus. I'm Ralph from youtube.com,
1: social movie maker, okay. <laughs> and I'm Alex
2: Maichi, and I'm, I'm feeling fast right now with that intro, yeah, that's got mm-hmm. me pumped right now, mm. you're on uppers, <laughs> is Sonic on uppers, I'm he might be, he dogs. he might be, I can't wait to talk about that movie, man.
0: <laughs> you know how, for some religions, they like stop eating for weeks. I I always thought it would be funny if, like, Sonic was a part of those religion, and when he when he's saying "gotta go fast," he's actually talking about like I don't know Ramadan. <laughs> Is that
2: one? <laughs> oh right, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go fast. That's a good. That's that's a good interpretation. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's what that's he actually the Sonic means. Like law team about that. Yeah, he's very <laughs> religious.
0: <laughs> so. There's a video on the internet now. There's two of them. They're making fun mm-hmm. of us in a loving way,
2: in a in a talented way. Yeah, it yeah, was actually really lots good. of really impressive like impressions. So we're talking about Sardonicost in a Nutshell Two by Liam does stuff mm. here right now, which everyone should go watch mm-hmm. uh, for some <laughs> interesting impressions of uh, not just us three, but a lot of people, a
0: lot of people. Yeah. They, got, they got the whole review spe- sphere. Well, not all of it, but a good chunk.
2: Yeah, we got a cool cat in there. I particularly like a cool cat. <laughs> little cameo at the end. Yeah. That like, made me giggle. That was good. And then the passionate rant. <laughs> oh, really yeah. Emotionally. we so upset that we'd never mentioned the first video. <laughs> Oops. Yes. What am I worth? <laughs> Oops, we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> We're only human, man.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was hilarious. It, it was really funny. funny. I put enjoy. a lot of work into it.
2: What was
0: your favorite part?
1: Uh, the spicy meatball, like all the Italian <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm walking here. That, that's that's walking. what Brittany is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking here.
0: It's a pretty, it's a pretty decent impression yeah. of me, voice-wise. I don't know. My voice is pretty hard to get down. I don't know if I've ever seen like a really good impression of me. Like, There's ones that kind of get there. One that's the ones that kind of get close in kind of like a uh, like caricature type way, but
2: yeah, yeah. Because normally when they do caricature, it is like really over the top. Yeah. So it's hard to measure like actual accuracy, but
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My my voice is difficult. If someone studied my voice and my mannerisms and the way I speak, perhaps we could get like a uh, text to speech, <laughs> <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> I love I love how there's ones for like uh Donald Trump because there's so much audio of him talking that it's easy to feed that information <laughs> yeah, into it's a very computer. Easy Same with like deep faking.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Like Shane Dawson in one of his documentaries, he like plays around with this oh, stupid really? bit of software. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he like talks into it and it you say enough <laughs> sentences and words so it like can put together a very basic primitive kind of language simulator thing.
0: How many Shane fun.
2: Dawson documentaries have you seen? It's the only one I've seen, because um, oh. it was <laughs> pointed out to me as being um, one of the silliest ones, and it certainly is. The Jake Paul one? Or no? No, it was one of the like conspiracy theory uh, videos. The <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, the Chuck E. Cheese one. It was okay. that very one. It was like the yeah. most bizarre, because like, people were calling them documentaries, and I, and I watch it and I'm like, what? what? Like, yeah. they, that was something, but I don't know if it was a documentary. <laughs>
0: It's legitimate. <laughs> it's a real film. It should be submitted to Cannes. It is very bizarre. I don't know if people say that as much anymore, but when those first started popping up,
2: people were like, oh,
0: it's like a real movie because it's long? Like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, it's
2: just like three or four of his normal videos, but just like edited in yeah. a like, truncated way where you just get a little clip it's at a time.
0: Super dramatic. Holy
3: crap! The <laughs> it's, editing it's in those in
0: those videos, I can't call them movies. I really can't. It's just fucking obnoxious.
2: They're like stop footage, like uh, robots and stuff that they like edit <laughs> what? To, to make. Alright, I gotta watch these then. Isn't oh, there, like, y- video I, like, I have, the, no, I haven't. I
1: haven't watched any of
2: these. Okay, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like this was the one that got me into it. Okay. They're not worth watching yeah. <laughs> all the way through or anything.
1: If you yeah, just skip through, the right, ones you're talking to to about, click your mouse five yeah.
0: times at random points in the video, you'll be like, "Oh, this is what it is." And that's all no, you need to I do. No, I gotta right. watch it all the way. through. All right, I I'd recommend that watching that one. Yeah. it once. Why don't you? <laughs> <It's an experience. laughs>
1: no, I gotta watch it all the way.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. Sure. <laughs> let so let me know how that
1: goes.
2: There's so many.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. The Oscars happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When is this episode coming out? I don't give a shit. The Oscars happened, I think, when the last episode aired. We don't need to go into a big discussion about it. But I'm fucking hyped because Parasite won Best Picture. How often does something like that happen? Never. Best Picture, Best
1: International Film, and then Bong won Best Director.
0: I think they also got Screenplay. three Oscars. Did they not get another one? Yeah. I thought they got a fourth. They got all of them. They got every Oscar <laughs> that exists. They got Best Animated Short.
2: So what do you think this means, then? Like, what What's the result of this going to be, do you think? I don't... Anything.
0: I think that the Academy is still pretty stupid, and that's apparent <laughs> by a lot of their other wins. Like, the, the short film category, if you watch the live-action shorts, I don't think there's many people that would come out of... Watching those thinking that the best one won there. I think that that was the worst one. And two years in a row, they p- picked the most obviously worst, but pandering like, oh, this one's in English. You'll relate to this Academy oh, right. voters. It's about an old Hollywood, uh, aging Hollywood couple in New York, staring out the window, looking at young people being like, why can't I be young again? And it's like, oh, fuck, you made this for the Academy, just like skin last year. <laughs> anyway, it's, yeah. we already know they don't even watch all the nominations, right?
1: Yeah, this is a good choice. Parasite's yeah. a good decision.
0: I think it's less of an indicator that they're growing up and and you know being more thoughtful with their choices, and more of an indicator that Parasite was just a big fucking hit. It was a popular movie. Yeah, it it yeah. transcended Absolutely. the barrier of subtitles and and international filmmaking. When I asked Donkey when he was coming on the podcast, like, "Hey, you want to watch Parasite? We want to talk about that too." He's like, "Oh, I've already seen it. Critical and already seen it. Everybody's seen this fucking movie. It's crazy."
2: So, do you think they just picked it because it is popular, like the obvious pick for like this will get us a bit of respect?
1: I don't think they. And it's a reaction, kind of, to the output. Like the rest of the films that came out in that category aren't as great as Parasite. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I
2: would agree. Yeah, I think it's the best just, film they don't win stack up out of the list, but yeah or it once upon a time
1: I I say personally I enjoyed that more but mm-hmm. it's still a great movie like Parasite. It totally it totally deserves that win.
0: I don't think the Academy necessarily picked it to be like oh yeah, this is a popular enough movie and this will make people happy. I think that the Academy actually liked it. Like this is a very enjoyable film to everybody. Like there's very mm-hmm. few people that don't enjoy Parasite. And most of the ones that don't enjoy it are ones that kind of got too much hype (laughs) before before they watched it like a lot of people that i've heard not enjoying it at this point are ones that it's like what this one an oscar what's so special about this sort of thing but who knows Mm -hmm. i don't know I, i i think it's 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 great that a south korean movie is so successful and connected with so many people and you know it's it's there's there's plenty of great films out there it's just it's awesome to see that people are trying new things
2: yeah, especially considering how I think we can all agree this year's Oscar results are so much better than last year's. Do you remember when we were going through them we were just like, Man, like it's hard to get passionate about any of these. Yeah. You know, Didn't some Green good, Book good decisions. Win? Yeah, yeah, green but one, yeah. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was like uh, a such win. a better
1: <laughs> film than that yeah and like green <laughs> I book was wa- so wasn't bad. even
2: nearly the best
0: film out of those nominees <laughs> there were a lot of shitty nominees yeah. but like green book was like it, that's like why so i can't take bad.
1: them seriously because it's like you, p- really green book won best picture and like <laughs> spotlight
3: yeah <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> shit. two very bland it's like and so forgettable.
1: transparent and yeah it's so transparent like what they are and it's oh it's bad
0: <laughs> yeah yeah who knows we might see Something like this again in the future. Otherwise, first foreign language film to win Best Picture, which is insane. I'm so happy for Bung, Or as they said when they uh, announced his awards, Pong. And I looked it up. Pong? I don't know. The Korean woman that was with him on stage at the Oscars pronounced it like Bung, right? It's kind of like a B and a P oh, put okay. together, kind of. But it sounded yeah, more yeah, like yeah. a B yeah. than a P. Whereas everybody that announced the awards was like, Pong Joon-ho. So I don't know. I'll trust the Korean lady. (laughs) Unless you consider The Artist, which apparently nobody else considers The Artist as a foreign language film. Oh, (laughs) Because
1: they don't talk? Well, yeah, there's no real subtitles (laughs) or (laughs) anything. Oh
0: my god. That would be embarrassing, though. If they were like, first foreign language film, (laughs) The Artist, in 2011.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was French, that movie.
0: Yeah, exactly, but (laughs)
1: but <laughs> because they didn't talk, it's silent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like ridiculous. you can have an American-made that
0: movie though. that's foreign language if people aren't speaking English. I guess. Yeah, well, like the Farewell. It's
2: a funny little loophole thing that's happened.
0: Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. There, there have been uh, films that were ineligible for the foreign language category because there was too much English spoken in them. There were like f- a few scenes of English in the band's visit or something, and they were like, "No, can't do it. Can't even, even get nominated." It.
2: Yeah. Pretty sure yeah, that that's happened. That's very strange.
0: Well, speaking of uh great movies, uh we watched <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, well, I did, but two of us did. I'll see it at some point. Tell me
1: all about it. Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> so, was it as bad as it looked? It depends which trailer.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> I heard good <laughs> yeah.
1: things about it. I heard good things about it. Okay.
0: There's this interesting psychological phenomenon that happens when people have very low expectations for something, and then it's not as bad, and then people go, this is great. But who knows, maybe a lot of people genuinely enjoy it and love it. It wasn't the most irritating thing ever, like Birds of Prey was super annoying, but Sonic was like, yeah, this is is all right.
2: Yeah, I was shocked by how I wasn't annoyed by Sonic. That much? I was actually annoyed by other things in the movie a lot more than Sonic. Same. Weirdly. uh, Because to me, I'm like, you know what? If you you have to do this, you have to make a Sonic movie. Make a Sonic movie. Have Sonic be the main character and uh, focus on him a little bit because it it falls into that trap of every type of movie like this, where you have, was it James Marston... Is that his name, <laughs> I the guess in so. Hop and all that. Every time the animated, every creatures. time the film, the film like changes every time he's on screen, and they have to attempt to build his character a little bit. It like really changes the energy of the film because like Sonic is so manic and energetic and kind of childish, mm-hmm. and that's just inherently more fun and and suitable to the yeah. kind of brand to watch. So when you go to him, it's like, ah, oh, do we really need this? Why can't I just be looking at Tails right now, Or <laughs> Knuckles or some, or Eggman <laughs> even. It's an origin story. They've really committed to the premise of like, okay, this is like the first Sonic movie. It's basically, they actually have the balls. They've got the big blue balls, big Mm. enough to like (laughs) have this be their Iron Man. Like they want this to be like a a cinematic universe, which is like so funny to me.
0: And it's possible because the movie was a huge hit. Yeah. I don't know if... They necessarily are intending for a cinematic universe. I think they're definitely intending for a sequel, though, if possible. They at
2: least mm. want a trilogy Sequels. out of this thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And with how well it's doing, there's no way this is this and thing is going to be five, six movies. <laughs> 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 it's going to be a Shattered yeah, we'll Hedgehog see. movie, yeah. <laughs> Rouge the
1: Bat movie. It's going to be it's a just, Rose chew movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crossover <laughs> with Marvel. It's going to be great.
2: <laughs> no, there's going to be a crossover. No, I'm putting this in now. Uh, minions uh, no, oh, no, no. Illumination's <laughs> Mario it's movie crossover. is coming. No, no, no. Uh, I, uh, The guys who make m- Minions Illumination—they're making that oh. Mario movie. Think about oh. this. Oh. Think about the crossover that could that could happen now—a a, oh, no. Mario and Sonic movie. Oh my it, god! It's going to happen. It's yeah, going to happen. Maybe no
0: want it. Nintendo and Sega—who owns Sonic at this point? Does Nintendo own like? Cause someone had to. Did, does Sega still retain all the rights? They're or?
2: an independent company, aren't they?
0: Paramount has Sonic, like the
1: movie rights, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. And then Universal, I yeah. think, is Illumination. I think that's they're gonna
2: make it happen, man. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe one of them has to get bought out. Maybe Disney will buy both of them, and then you'll get a crossover.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, Sonic wasn't as annoying of a character as I thought he would be. There were some annoying moments. He he flossed Sonic there twice. <laughs>
2: but like that's the, that's the thing in my mind. It's like. Is this a good movie? No. No, no, no. It is not. Is it a good Sonic movie? Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you really like Sonic, and, like, Sonic really tickles your whistle, this will be the movie for you. Because like it, they give like Sonic Squad like a backstory, he's got an arc. They give Eggman like he has this weird scene where he like projects all of his deep insecurities onto someone about how he was like bullied as a child. Sorry, spoilers. Well. Um, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> they like really commit to the idea and they like they take elements from the game like the the rings and everything and integrate mm. them into. The- it's so stupid. I mean,
0: they were going to have to do that with the rings, but
2: yeah, exactly. Like, what else can you do with the with the premise and property? This, you know, this. Sonic.
0: <laughs> for, first of all, I'd like to just point out the 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 phrase you used. Sonic tickle tickles your whistle. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs>
2: I've never heard tickle your whistle before, and that was the that was an interesting way to hear it for the first time. <laughs> It's quite accurate, though. Yeah. I okay. say.
0: I, well, I guess so. People are passionate about Sonic, man. <laughs> um, <Am I> wrong? <laughs> no,
2: yeah. I guess there's people like that. <laughs> I rationalized it by being like, "Would Sammy, classic Sonic fan, love this movie?" And I was like, "Of course, yeah. This this is like his dream movie, right? And that's like the the ultimate Sonic fan. So like, they're getting what they want with this."
0: Don't forget about Christine Weston Chandler. That I think that might be the ultimate Sonic fan. <laughs> There's a lot of good Sonic fans out there. There's a lot of characters.
2: Yeah, man. man. Like I said, yeah, some unique fan base for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: It was a little uh, weirdly over dramatic at points, which was amusing to me. I didn't uh, didn't necessarily feel like it didn't work for the intended target audience though. I, I, w- I would go further than saying it's good for Sonic fans. I would say that it's a really good movie for kids.
2: If you're a kid... Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah.
0: ...watching that movie... Like, uh, if, if I were a kid watching that, I, would, I think I would probably really, really enjoy it. I think it would be a movie that yeah. I would play multiple times on VHS.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely could would have been attached to this movie, because it kept reminding me of that, there was that show, that Sonic show I remember being on as a kid, Sonic X, I think it was, and I kept getting little like, oh yeah, this is like a really similar kind of setup to that, and it's like a decent way of portraying the character and everything, like, it's fine, it's completely inoffensive, where like, comp- contrasting it with something like Detective Pikachu from last year, yeah, where the biggest issue I had was, it, d- it didn't even seem like it was representing the brand that well to me. Like it, it was confusing, like it was Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu and they all looked like yeah. hyper-realistic and strange. And maybe if we'd got the original pitch that this movie was from oh, that God. first trailer, we'd be having <laughs> this discussion. But Yeah, exactly. 100%. They, they, I guess they, they put in they like a, a bizarre... Um, What's that restaurant in America they keep talking about in this movie Olive Garden. Oh god, yeah. It's like some really overt <laughs> uh, Olive Garden like product placements that oh are like god. suitably 90s in the same way Sonic is where they they halt the movie to basically look into the camera and say go to Olive Garden for yeah. a new product that's like endlessly tasty or <laughs> They're bottomless oh pasta god. is truly
0: bottomless.
2: <laughs> I was actually yeah, I was shocked by that and it made me wonder like did they have to like wedge that in to pay for the like <laughs> touch up to oh. Sonic? Prob- well, I don't know like, maybe. Yeah.
0: Did you notice that Sonic's uh Sonic's shoes are Puma brand? When the girl gives them the red shoes, they're actually Puma brand shoes. And really, I looked this up she, after the wow. fact and there's like they have like a promotional deal with Puma and Puma has literally a YouTube video on their official channel or whatever where they're like constructing Sonic shoes and it's presented in this like kind of like oh we're the experts here and we made this blah 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 the best shoe ever blah blah blah. And it's just red mm-hmm. shoes. And it's like the official Sonic shoe, <laughs> not Sonic shoe. It's a marketing Sonic dream, shoe. isn't it?
2: Because like you don't have to worry about upsetting like adults with intrusive product placement. Because you know, it is for children, like yeah. and yeah, Sonic I'm, fans.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it really <laughs> does aim low.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, Like yeah. the it, it is <laughs> it is really family friendly. Like the 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 stakes are not high. The humor is really babyish. like the humor is very like lowbrow and like Sonic just like does a huge fart for no reason He <laughs> ate
0: chili dogs It God,
2: made I him lot fart. fart
1: jokes e- Even Rango has a fart joke
0: in it. Yeah. Yeah, like, these damn kids I mean even these... even the lighthouse has fart jokes in it <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: that, That's the best fart fart joke of all Yeah, those but, are yeah. more mature I don't really associate Sonic with with farting like I'd like never picture that because yeah, it always seemed like he was really trying to be cool in my mind Maybe like original Sonic where he was always downing those chili dogs, but the, the epic early two thousand Sonic X that I remember? He wouldn't be sitting on a bed farting. Forget yeah. about it.
0: Yeah, the fart joke was out of place. <laughs> I think that there were just a couple jokes here and there. Like, it was written by, I think, two people. Mm-hmm. The writing wasn't particularly great. Let's, let's just say that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> did you think
2: any of the jokes were actually funny? How many times did you laugh at the movie?
0: I thought the only genuinely funny part where it was intended to be funny was the turtle scene and that was more to do with the animators when he was like running really fast with the turtle and we saw like the the shot yeah the close-up of the turtle and he's like just like the look on his face is what makes the scene Mm -hmm. so that's not even the writing really
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) The, the more animated and cartoony it was the more enjoyable it was for me anyway like, yeah. I really thought a, a large chunk of the movie was going to, like, take you away from this stupid fish-out-of-water thing. Every single one of these brand, like, I don't know, Chipmunks-ass Smurf movies do. You know, like, actually yeah. make it interesting. Show us the stupid Sonic world, Green Hill Zone and all that. Like, actually spend some time there because it, it does get so boring when they're in these, like, suburbias just, yeah. Like, Hey, we gotta hide. And it's like, man, just we've seen this movie so many times. The formula is so apparent at yeah. this point. <laughs>
0: the the mushroom planet looked kind of interesting, but we didn't really go there.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I found that really <laughs> annoying because, like in the in that trailer where they show Eggman at the end, and it's like, wow, like he's the the mustache is huge. He's got the goggles and everything. He looks really awesome, but like it, it doesn't play out the same way in the movie. Like the yeah, way they implement that, just at the it's end, like, oh, more of a tease.
3: I of guess of like, you should
0: on, you should buy the movie and then we'll get a sequel and then we might get another well, scene yeah, at the very beginning of the well sequel and then the rest of the movie will be in uh, San Francisco
2: uh, with um this possible trilogy we might be getting I-, I have a feeling the next movie will be much more entertaining than this one it feels like it very much feels like just the the first it feels like the first episode of a TV show stretched out into a movie
0: I don't know how much I can commit to that belief it, it, sequels are generally worse. Uh,
2: it, it depends, like if if they really lean more into the. I can't believe I'm saying this, but are we talking spoilers? Am I allowed <laughs> yeah, to spoil we, we any of this? Spoilers, but... so... Yeah, we already said Yeah, because at the end they kind of establish Eggman is he's kind of just gone crazy, um, and that's just inherently more cartoonish and interesting. And you can imagine he's on that like mushroom planet. Like the setting's already so much more interesting to me and fitting for the whole Sonic goofiness. And he's probably going to start making all these stupid robot wasps and all the recognizable iconography from the games yeah well
0: you're 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 thinking of it from the perspective of a person that like you you have your ideas for what you would like for the sequel but i don't think they're going to do that i think that in a sequel they'll probably (laughs) just have it set in san francisco again we'll get one scene at the very beginning Of like, oh, yeah, Dr. Eggman building a ship, and then it explains why he's not on the planet anymore. And then we'll go back to the same old bullshit, except this time there's tails. That's what it seems like. Yeah, you're probably
2: right. Um, To me. Yeah.
0: You You can't give the writers too much credit.
2: Yeah, but it just doesn't make sense to me how, like, it is an animated, cartoony character. Why does it have to be live action at all? Even though it's Illumination doing it, I feel like if it just looks like the the games in a more clear way, then you're already avoiding that ridiculous thing that keeps happening with these like art styles, be it like cats or the original Sonic design, where you clearly have these people that just have no idea how like what they're doing with this kind of thing. You know, it's it's just so bizarre to me. It actually pisses like, me. off. how did that because, happen?
0: Because like one hundred percent, that was a an individual or maybe a couple people in charge completely ignoring the advice of everyone around them that's what pisses me off because there's like hundreds of animators that work on this shit and guaranteed none of them liked that design but they went with it anyway and the only thing that changed their mind was the realization that they might not make money that pisses me off
2: yeah
1: yeah the huge backlash it got yeah
2: and then the work that had to be pumped in to fix it yeah
0: (laughs) And then they closed the animation studio right before Christmas yeah, and went, laid yeah, off hundreds of those people. Yay! Went Thank you for honey, your hard work, working overtime, doing backbreaking labor, crunching and shit. Oh my god! They just they closed their Vancouver office right after they finished that movie for it's working brutal. extra hard for mistakes that were not even their own fault.
2: Yeah,
1: it's so hard to be a visual effects company. All these fucking stories, like the Life of Pi guys. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Marvel gig is good. <laughs> Those guys get consistent work, thank God.
2: Cause they, I guess. Yeah, don't they, it's they, hard. New Zealand Weta, don't they do that? And yeah. they're, they're, they're like a unique example, aren't they, where they've got such a name for themselves. They can probably... Mm-hmm. I don't know, they might, might make a bit more than the average animation house.
1: Yeah, yeah they get consistent work. It's it's really... It's so hard, it's so hard to make it's,
0: it. It's due to the economics of it. It's really weird, because, you know, when you set a contract for the animation studio and then you need like a billion changes and then oftentimes it's still within the contract to make those changes even if they don't get more money for it. I think I believe in terms of Sonic they they actually like spent another 20 million or some shit. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah. But was it really? god, that's insane. <laughs> god, what an expensive mistake. I know. And <laughs> all you had to do was
0: not ignore people. <laughs> There's there's no yeah, all way we no one is got to your character no look like
2: the that. brand that it is. <laughs> like, like how is that, how is that even a mistake that can be made? This is shocking. It's so
0: embarrassing. Nobody thinks that looks good. It's, like even the person who <laughs> insisted that design probably didn't even think it looked good. They were probably <laughs> looking at it from Sonic. like from like a marketing perspective of like, yeah, well, we put our <laughs> shit through a computer algorithm and it said that we need to make things a little edgy and weird. <laughs> Like the detective Pikachu movie those some of those look creepy or some shit like I don't know. I don't know what they're fucking <laughs> thinking, but there's this huge problem right now where where like character design is not taken seriously and it's not done by people who actually know what the fuck they're doing, which is just sad.
2: no, I did get a few good laughs though just just imagining if this Sonic looks like it used oh. to <laughs> like that just the the idea of that
0: release the original Sonic cut. Release yeah, the weird the... teeth cut. <laughs> Special feature on the Blu-ray. I will buy the Blu-ray so I can see the weird sonic cut.
2: The uh, meow cut.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean um, uh, meow is still in the movie. But
2: Yeah, but I prefer the original. <laughs> oh of
0: course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, was wasn't uh wasn't great. Jim Carrey definitely tried, but felt like he would have been more appropriate at, like a kid's birthday party. But it's a kid's movie, just wasn't for <laughs> me sort of thing. Uh, I was really bored anytime he was on screen, kinda zoned out, started thinking about other things. The only yeah. really genuinely funny parts to me, other than that turtle shot at the beginning, were the moments <laughs> in the film where it tried to take itself very seriously, and every fifteen minutes Sonic would just stop whatever the fuck he's doing and be like, Wait a minute. I'm going to be alone forever. <laughs> and <then> the sad <laughs> string music comes in every 15 fucking minutes. Those parts were really funny. Those were the funny parts of the movie to me. So anyway.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. I want it to take itself as seriously as possible.
0: <laughs> Four out of 10. Not the worst. Better than I thought it would be.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much in the same uh, rating. Mm-hmm. Actually, the exact same rating. Two stars out of five for nice. me, this one is. Uh yeah, I, I I didn't get annoyed. At a lot of the movie, it was fairly watchable, if not boring and just kind of cliche and familiar and unfunny and clearly for young children. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of it, like it really is very family friendly, and that's fine. Like it's fine to enjoy that kind of thing, but it, it, some of the 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 humor really bugged me. Um, it's like a, I don't know if it's a pet peeve of mine, but like. Like pandering, kind of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. was it really necessary to jerk off Keanu Reeves in the movie? He's in every kid's movie now. a joke now. He's
0: like in the SpongeBob trailer. (laughs) He was in Toy Story 3. It's how you get the parents to see the movie. (laughs) I I guess he wasn't really in this this movie. So much. Yeah, it was just like a a kind of uh, hey, everybody loves Keanu Reeves, right? Like, nudge, nudge.
2: Yeah. And it
0: is pandering. You know,
2: like calling raccoons trash pandas and stuff like that. It's just very you know, internet-y kind of pandering to that, that, yeah. that kind of crowd, which which always bugs me, but, and that's not really yeah. an inherent Sonic problem. I just, I don't know. I think Sonic's, I think he's he's kind of lame, and if you want to do <clears> him <throat> right, he needs to be as cartoony and have all the characters and Eggman being goofy and all that, and every time they focus more on that stuff, I was, I was in, and every time the boring humans were talking about their boring stuff, oh, yeah. I really zoned out. Yeah, exactly. I didn't care.
0: Half of the movie was just kind of boring.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it does bug me how it's like this one's getting all the praise just because all of these live action character movies, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Smurfs. Or video know, game
0: movies in types, general.
2: Hop video game movies. Like the bar, as you said, is so low. Yeah. God, it is low. <laughs> like some of the worst like films ever to come out of Hollywood. Like Hop yeah. is, is honestly so <laughs> abysmal. God, it sucks. And James Marston is uh. in that movie. Oh, Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. weird casting. I, d- I don't understand why he had to be cast anyway. I'm surprised they didn't pick one of the like kids from Stranger Things or something um, instead of him. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, two star. Don't rush out to
0: Ooh, see it.
3: Okay. There's,
0: there's concept art on Reddit right now that got upvoted because uh, originally they thought they were going to get Chris Evans. So there's concept art. Of like the bar scene where and it looks like Chris Evans with Sonic and it's from from the Sonic movie, <laughs> so <laughs> like that could have happened maybe I don't know I don't I think that was a little ambitious but
2: yeah they got Jim Carrey at least that's something that's the something definitely needed that yeah I he'll guess.
0: be back in a sequel of James Marsden I don't know Uh they'll probably have James Marsden back. They'll replace him. They
2: kind of. Impl- <laughs> I was hoping that um, Sonic was just going to be like uh, the main character in a western or something, and just like show up in a town, like
1: Westworld. <laughs>
2: and- <laughs> James Marsden's in <said> that too.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I that, yeah, but you his know,
2: character. he like sort of sorts out his life a little bit and then moves on. But instead, he kind of gets like adopted at the end. So I don't know what yeah, they're going to. Yeah, Sonic's
0: their child oh. now, and they found his <laughs> secret cave and moved all of his shit into the
2: attic. Oh, dude, we haven't even talked about the fact they confirm that he's like an alien. (laughs) I'd always always considered Sonic as kind of like a TMNT kind of mutant or something, because they call him a hedgehog. hedgehog, He says he's a hedgehog. But they keep calling him like an alien in the movie.
0: (laughs) He is from another planet. He had a weird bird mom or some shit. There was a really (laughs) dramatic fight sequence, and for some reason, everybody on his planet just realized one day that he has powers and they hate him so he has to run away <laughs> and it didn't really seem like that planet was much more dangerous than, you know, I don't know, government agencies with fucking drones chasing you, but <laughs> whatever.
2: Important Sonic lore though, I could tell it was important stuff.
0: Yeah. You think they'll make a game based off this movie now?
2: Um, Christ, I hadn't even thought about it. I'm surprised they didn't already think of that, honestly.
0: Yeah, um, a video game tie-in, it. people would have bought that. Especially if it was yeah. actually
2: good, you know, because they always have such a stigma about them those movie tie-ins. Mm-hmm. But if it was just a fine Sonic game, then yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'm not clamoring for more Sonic by any means. Well,
1: best movie of the year. I wish I could add to uh, Sonic, <laughs> but you're gonna rush out see and see it, Ralph?
2: Based on all, no, uh, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to see
1: it on VOD in the comfort of
0: my own home. Mm. Yeah, well, I bet it's great. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I hope I enjoy it too.
0: Speaking of a movie that Ralph enjoyed.
1: <laughs> nice segue. Yeah.
0: Meyerwitz stories? Yeah. <laughs> that one? New one selected. The yes. stories? In parentheses? Oh, yeah, Ma- the the Meyerwitz
1: stories? May Mayor
0: <laughs> Whites I believe is the correct pronunciation. Okay. Ma Mayor- <laughs> <laughs> Say it like that. I think then then you'll get like, it.
1: That sounds like uh... Twin Peaks when they talk in reverse. That's yeah. how I that said.
0: Yeah, that's how you're supposed to say it. Noah Baumbach wrote oh, that in the okay. In the parentheses, It wasn't originally in the, new and selected. Select it. it was it was supposed to say pronounce it like you're reading it backwards. That was the original
1: <laughs> Spoilers for the movie. Yes. Uh it's Noah Baumbach's previous movie, Marriage Story, is the one that's like that everyone's seen now. That's the big one. Um but this one follows a family that's like a bit older. Danny is played by Adam Sandler, who we just talked about last week in Uncut Gems. And then there's a Ben Stiller is Matthew. And then there's Jean, who's the sister. And then Dustin Hoffman is their father, Harold. And it's basically, it's mainly about the dynamic between those three. And then like like dealing with their childhood and how bad of a father he was. And it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good like family drama and comedy. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think?
2: I really enjoyed it. Yeah, mm. I, I, it's, it felt like uh, Marriage Story kind of refined this type of filmmaking in my mind. I think he did, has improved as, he got, as he's as he gone along, you know, from Madness yeah. mm. to this to <laughs> uh, uh, Marriage Story, um, but it, there, it also has a lot of the same positives that Marriage Story has where you have these very realistic, convincing, uh, really fleshed out characters where you you deeply understand their motivations and... The kind of person they are and how they're going to act and the real hook for me with the the, was the drama between the the siblings especially I really liked Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller's interpersonal drama they had it's quite effective to me yeah yeah it's just a very authentic realistic kind of movie like it's it's easy to kind of write off creating these scenes that are that just feel very natural and like they are just talking to each other because it's, you know, it's not like a typical cinematic production with lots of action and sweeping camera motions and stuff. It is all just about characters talking to each other and making that come across as you know convincing and realistic is, is harder than they make it look because the, the film's effortless in a lot of ways in terms of just the the tier of the acting and the, the writing and the way everything flows along. I thought it was very yeah. impressive in terms of that kind of stuff.
1: I think in some ways it's better than Marriage Story. Yeah, there's a yeah. comedic element to it that I think really works in this. It's a really funny movie, and Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller are, are like traditionally comedic actors, and they do play up the comedic drama or like the more comedic aspects of the drama. I think it's kind of laughable, like how pathetic they are. Yeah, I got sometimes. some really good laughs.
3: Like yeah, them destroying
2: the car, I thought it was. Really uh-huh. funny because they because when it, it they were was, like fighting because <laughs> it was expressive in terms of their characters because they were they they were very reserved people and it was like <laughs> one of the first yeah. times they'd really done something kind of out there and edgy and against the grain. And mm-hmm. you could tell they, they weren't great. very good at it, but they were, they were loving it. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Why don't we do this more? No, often? Bombach's
1: always like, <laughs> he's always like breaking down the minutia, like how much of a pain in the ass it is to get divorced in Marriage Story in that instance. Yeah. But in this, it's like how hard it is to be in a hospital and how like you have to deal with all these different fucking doctors and you don't know which room your dad's in mm-hmm. and like just how much of a pain in the ass it is to deal with all this stuff. And I there, he plays up the comedy of that too. Uh, I enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, and it's not just the hospital stuff, but it's also like framed by the the dad character and how how many people's lives just one person is affected. It become just yeah. from him, it's this huge web of all these like fucked up people because of the choices he made <laughs> and his resentfulness yeah. and whatnot.
0: Yeah, he's certainly a, a very good writer, and he certainly cares a lot about the characters in his films. I enjoyed *Marriage Story* a lot more. I think that, as a whole, I preferred something that was more focused. I feel like this film yeah. kind of got into what it was trying to be more so in the second half, if that makes sense. It, it kind of shifted tones a bit, in my opinion. Still enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, kind of. Good, good movie. At what point would you say? I, as soon as uh, Ben Stiller's character shows up, which is like a weirdly not... It, it, it takes a while for him to get in the story yeah he's mentioned his character is mentioned before but i think once he truly shows up in the story that's when you know the wheels start turning for me anyway before that point um i think i think it was more leaning towards the comedic aspects and although certainly there are comedic elements after that point i think i think it's more of a uh consistent film
2: yeah like I, i suppose it's just as the dramatic pieces just come into play more you know like, yeah, it takes yeah a once things get, get
0: set up then i started yeah, really enjoying because adam it
1: sandler's character has a good relationship with his dad as long as ben stiller's character isn't around because mm-hmm. his father likes him way more and it makes him kind of jealous and like once ben stiller shows up the, the, the comedy starts to die down adam sandler's character becomes more reserved and like annoyed mm-hmm. yeah i gotta I say that. um
2: I, I actually really enjoyed ben stiller like uh, i know adam sandler gets yeah. a lot of credit for it but he he does a really good job in the movie. He's it's quite a tricky character to play because it's quite a complex like position he's put in, and he's forced into a very extreme kind of character change and realization. And the scene where he kind of breaks down in front of those people, I thought yeah. was really effective. It makes his character a lot more likable than it showed. Like a great change, yeah, you know, an arc basically.
0: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would say I enjoyed him more than Adam Sandler. Not to say Adam Sandler did a bad job or anything, but if I don't know. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put this on as high of a pedestal for Adam Sandler performances as I would uncut gems or oh, that yeah. PTA movie, uh, Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Uh, yeah, yeah, those those ones I felt drug. like were much more genuine, like character performances from him. Uh, whereas this one, I feel like. He didn't stray too far away from the type of stuff he normally does in movies, but he was just in a good movie that was actually well-written and cared about its yeah. characters yeah. as opposed to just I some agree. nonsense, I'm going to go on vacation and yell <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ben Stiller did a was was a surprisingly good performance, and I, I, yeah. I was sold on that scene too. I think he did a really good job there. Very much like... Uh, Bombeck's other screenplays, uh, I guess more recently. I, I, I'm i going to keep comparing this to Marriage Story. I like that he kind of got into the introspective elements of the characters, particularly when Adam Sandler grabs the microphone and he's saying like, yeah, I'd do everything I can to avoid speaking in in front of people, but here it is. And then he just has like no filter and starts talking about how like he 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 might actually need to believe his dad was an artistic genius so that his life actually meant something cuz otherwise he was just an asshole <laughs> and i lo- i love that bit of of self-reflection where you can tell very it, honest, it, yeah. It, yeah it it it's something that although one could interpret it from the character otherwise i think it actually helps the film for it to be stated in that way and and you know it's mm-hmm. it's it makes sense in the context of the scene why he would say that. He's kind of like struggling to think of things to say and just kind of yeah. letting loose whatever's on his mind.
2: There was one thing about Adam Sandler, a little touch in the in the writing I really did enjoy with him was how when you're first introduced to him, he is very understated and kind of quiet and shy. And the one time you see him exert his rage is when, because the whole first Part that he's introduced he's he's just trying to find a park for his car mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, you see him rage in in a car like so many people do where like they're not dealing with their shit, so they just scream at people in public when they're in in, in their car instead of you know, yeah,
1: and then it abruptly it. cuts they did use that a little too much. they cut to like someone yeah, yelling and then it cuts okay, like but... a few
0: times, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, near the beginning of the film, I thought it was something that would be. Although, you know, a charming kind of like indie movie, but I, I I was assuming it would still be something that kind of catered towards a typical Adam Sandler audience. You know, when he starts yelling, it's like, oh, they got something out of it too, but then it transforms into a better movie.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> a better movie. A, a different so. movie, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He was very good at it. I don't know. He's just playing a normal guy. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the scenes with like his daughter. Like, he just felt like a like a normal dad, he wasn't like a fucking crazy cartoon character, like in Eight Crazy Nights or Click or something, where you just can't relate to him at all.
2: Or that trope of like the dad that's like really distant from their kid or whatever, and is oh trying yeah, to reconnect. <laughs> it was nice to see a character who was yeah, like, like that. actually had a good relationship. Yeah, with their kids.
0: And they even acknowledge in the film, like Adam Sandler and I think uh, I forget her name, um, but they're talking with each other, uh, his sister, about how they. Are almost too attached to their children and I like that that was brought up mm-hmm. Because otherwise it did seem like I don't know if I would say like oh, yeah That's just a normal dad It did seem kind of weird <laughs> at the beginning the like piano seated and stuff and then it's like yeah I get it. She's like oh, yeah, going yeah. away, but I like that they did acknowledge it in the script by saying like oh, yeah We we might in- Unintentionally fuck them up in a negative way <laughs> by being too close yeah. to them kids aren't supposed yeah. to love their parents sort of thing And I love that there's that kind of juxtaposing dynamic in terms of, like, his relationship with his children versus his relationship with his father. It's that intelligent way of
2: taking, yeah, like with Marriage Story, where they take a concept like marriage and instead of portraying it as this really black and white thing, it is much more complicated. And I guess one of the themes of the movie is how parenting, like, really affects your life in a lot of different ways. We see it with Mm -hmm. all of the, like, parental characters in the movie um so it makes a lot of sense to show a bit of each side of the spectrum where you got one really kind of distant strange father and how he's fucked people up and then you got Sandra kind of doing the exact opposite and the results of that
3: mm,
1: yeah there's also always like an artist or artists in his movies because marriage story you had the they were like theater performers and That's directors right, yeah. and then there's Dustin Hoffman's character's a sculptor like kind of washed up mm-hmm. but i guess he is and then you have the daughter character is a going to film school and she sends like these weird art projects that make no sense yeah <laughs> but he always has that bill maher like criticized the movie for that
0: on oh, joe yeah? rogan
1: <laughs> yeah. like his filmography it's or like this
0: specific movie
1: well it's his marriage story is always he oh, okay. so he's like it's about artists he's like these this guy they're always making movies about like artists like there's other people who go through these things that aren't <laughs> you know, directors or
0: writers or actors. I think it made sense for the script and marriage story particularly because yeah, he had to fly it back and forth between it LA sense. and New York.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what That's made like, the yeah. story
0: so
2: if he wants to write about that, why like why does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Where, where the setting is. Like you write about what you know and clearly he knows about how to write this type of person, so it makes sense uh-huh. for the stories he wants to tell. Mm-hmm. He always mind.
0: puts it in there, yeah. But it fits.
2: Yeah, it's not distracting or annoying.
3: hmm
0: Is there anything you uh, didn't like about the movie?
2: I th- I thought it was um a bit too long personally. Uh, I thought it could have been made a little bit more brisk because uh, we 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 were comparing it to Marriage Story, and I think that film it might actually be longer, but the, it, yeah. it feels a lot shorter, and it's just more refined, more focused, as yeah. you're saying, much more um, focused. Yeah, yeah. There are points uh, where I, I was kind of ready for the. The movie to be over, and they just kept, you know, going with a few added scenes. And it's not like there were bad added scenes. It's just like I'm starting to feel the length a bit more now.
1: It's a little clunky, which Hmm. I kind of like too. It's because it goes along with the theme of the movie because it's about like that family is like a very distant effect. Yeah, Uh yeah, they're not
0: communicating well. But yeah, it is a bit long. There's kind of like an indie charm to most of Noah's films. Um, Francis Ha is the other one that I particularly enjoy. And before watching this, I I went on IMDb just to see like, oh yeah, which movies from him have I seen? I thought I'd only seen a couple. Apparently, I've seen a lot of them and then just immediately forgot about them. Regardless, <laughs> I um the the kind of like Indy-ish charm sort of thing, you know, it 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 adds personality to it, but at the same time, I'm still very impressed with just how much he he's managed to transform within 2 years, really uh from this to marriage story which does not really feel like all that much of a uh like super low budget kind of like shaky camera at certain points sort of like uh yeah you know give give it some extra credit for its personality and you know marriage story felt like much more of a uh, meticulous professional kind of film and even even though the directing wasn't like outstanding or anything it w- it wasn't like mm-hmm. a super meticulous movie overall it, it was it still felt like a pretty pretty huge leap in terms of the production i think i think that's a
1: really well directed movie yeah way more so mm-hmm. than this yeah even. like the house it's like look it looks great like even though it's set in like hotel rooms and <laughs> offices it's yeah. really well directed that movie yeah and i think just like the the clunky nature of it is i think it's intentional mm-hmm. i think that's what makes it work even with the camera movements, like a hilarious scene was when they were running to chase after they yeah. got the guy took the yeah. scarf, and right? The dolly was <laughs> and a and like the camera's flimsy. like, it keeps stopping. And yeah, but I love that. That's what made it hilarious. Mm. I think that was so intentional. Okay. Like the flimsy dollies. Yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah. I really enjoyed the kind of sitcom moments. Um, uh huh. Because they were grounded in characters that were that weren't caricatures, they were, they were quite realistic. So it makes it that much funnier and makes it more relatable. Because everyone's had awkward things like that happen. It's not something completely absurd, mm-hmm. like the, a lot of these kind of films can fall into being.
0: I I enjoyed most of it. There were a couple things kind of irked me about it. I, I felt like the comedy didn't really land for me at certain points, like the uh, the the daughters. Nonsensical art films, Pagina Man, sort of thing. I thought that was like, eh, didn't really connect with me.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't mind that.
0: I did enjoy the score from Randy Newman, but I felt like it was used in a couple scenes where I didn't really want it there. And I felt like the the <laughs> tone of the songs it sounds was like Toy Story. Kind Music. of like goofy <laughs> in a way. And when those are placed over top of. Really, really stressful scenes in the hospital. I didn't get much out of it. I, I don't know if it was supposed to be some sort of like juxtaposition there, uh, but I, I didn't. There, there were definitely points where I was like, "Eh, this isn't really a funny scene, <laughs> this is sort of happening here. This is actually kind of sad." Oh yeah, when he's uh, when they're like chasing after the mom, trying to get the information from the hospital, and she told them not to to say anything mm-hmm. to. To adam sandler and the sister and they're like chasing after her and it's like that that to me is like yeah. a fucking sad scene but there was this like weird like goofy piano music going over i'm like i don't i don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> i don't know if i feel the same <laughs> way that the the tone of the film is feeling about it at this moment yeah
1: i i get i can get that i totally get that i have my criticisms with like the same thing you're saying mm-hmm. should we also mention dustin hoffman's a creep <laughs> yeah, I can separate it in my brain because like I like the movie, but still, like is, yeah, is it's it a, a point now
2: where it's like impossible to watch a Hollywood film without there being what
1: is he? Done? Yeah, alle- <laughs> allegations, he allegations for oh. sexual harassment. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, what he did.
0: Like, what was what was he? Yeah, it's, he get a creep. Up to? No, oh dear. I just assume uh, they're all rapists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody and... <laughs> in Hollywood.
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it sucks. It takes your enjoyment out of the film. But there's other stuff going on, and he's out. He's not in an awful lot. I would say he's probably the least present character, or like one of the lesser ones. He works yeah, for he the movie for important. sure. Later the on, later yeah. on,
2: yeah. Yeah. What was the deal with the um constant referencing to like actors and directors? So Tim Burton gets a reference. Willem Dafoe. The Sigourney Weaver's C'est in it Weasley. as herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was getting uh, that, that did confuse me a little bit because it's like, wait, so Sigourney Weaver is playing her, her actual self in the movie, but she's interacting with like Adam Sandler, who's not playing. It's yeah. like a, a weird, yeah. I'm not that sure how important sometimes. that was to the, the story. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he just likes <laughs> the, the setting. Was a, <laughs> of the, 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 the Hollywood
2: that fox head in the movie was that like a reference to um, Fantastic Mr. Fox? I don't uh, know if I would go that <laughs> yeah, far. Yeah, because he wrote that. Yeah. He, no, he did, write, and and the, and the style of it looked really similar. To yeah, the, I didn't
0: know he had writing credits on Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh-huh.
2: I know he's worked with him a lot, but I, I'm not sure if he really. I think he did.
1: Wait, I'll, I'll double check.
2: Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, he wrote the screenplay. <laughs>
1: myself Him really? like a level. Because
2: like I looked, I yeah, I saw that fox yeah. head thing, I and I was like, maybe it oh, helps I think they both. Noah
1: Baumbach did. is a writer on it, definitely. Okay. Like, oh, that's cool. He's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good writer. Yeah. The the style of humor is kind of similar. Yeah. Madagascar yeah, very he wrote dry. it with
2: uh, Wes Anderson.
1: Yeah, he wrote it with Anderson. Yeah, it's very dry. Yeah. Okay. He's
0: like all the best parts of Wes Anderson's humor.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: they they're both kind of similar
2: in ways, for sure. Yeah, they have that quirkiness, don't they? I
0: don't think I have too much more to say about this, but. Yeah, I don't, do yeah I
2: don't think it has the most wide or general kind of appeal that Marriage Story does. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit more. You have to kind of invest a bit more in this um, yeah. than you do in but Marriage Story. But it's like a, it's a hidden just... gem. It's a good one. Yeah, little absolutely. Yeah, gem. it's definitely worth watching, but um, mm-hmm. you have to enjoy and know that it's going to be a kind of slower, more. The, the good things about it are subtle, like direction and uh, dialogue um and and acting and yeah some
1: people may find this one more relatable
0: too
2: yeah yeah Yeah. true true
0: yeah depending on your life experiences or your relationship with your parents or whatever
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: and i know people
1: like you want to watch marriage story They're like i don't want to watch that shit it's about like someone get divorced (laughs) (laughs) okay we can watch this one this is like a family comedy yeah it's like this similar tone but yeah
2: (laughs) i think it there is an underlying sadness to it, though, too. So, um, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I call it like a family comedy as much. It still definitely has the like heavy, yeah. But it has a stuff. very.
1: I guess they both do. They have a very bittersweet endings. Both mm-hmm. of yeah,
2: them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it all works out. Yeah, I g- yeah. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. There's hard choices to make, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Didn't uh, didn't super connect with it at the beginning, but I I love where it went. I, I love what the film was once it found itself and uh, explored mm-hmm. the the story it was trying to present. And I loved the dramatic moments a lot more than I did the comedic moments, but still enjoyable movie overall. I would give it 7 out of 10, I think. Might be on my list for 2017. I'm sure I'd enjoy it on a second watch.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's 4 so. out of 5. Or was that 8 out of 10? yeah whatever no, you I'm want the
2: same as you Rav.
1: it's both yeah. four out of five
2: it's eight about. out of ten whatever you want yeah. whatever you choose eight out of five yeah I, I yeah i do think it is just a bit under marriage story i think marriage story is a bit more refined and, and uh kind of impactful immediately than uh this is a bit more slow and yeah. it's a bit more complicated in certain ways
1: mm-hmm. all right all right good job Noah bomb back
0: yeah thanks for Congrats. the recommendation Ralph.
2: Yeah, we'll be talking about cool. him when uh, Madagascar Four comes out this year. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah! Now we've talked about all the all the good Adam <laughs> Sandler movies, except
2: Click. Is 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 that all of them? Have we actually done it?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's those are the ones yeah. I like I, anyway. When was the last time you saw Click? <laughs> like five, six years ago. <laughs> I've seen
2: Click. I, I don't think it's very good from memory.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was one of those I I, saw I low out. expectation things again.
3: <laughs> yeah it made me cry I, I, well yeah because really? it was like would unexpectedly
0: sad at moments so that's that's the common yeah, thing that you yeah. hear from people it's like, very sad. Oh, it was a comedy and then it was very very
1: sad and then it became <sighs> very sentimental yeah
0: I don't know oh, I, I, I'd be willing to that see
1: it again I, I know, know what I'm recommending feel... next then <laughs> oh <laughs> <Sandler> <laughs> no.
3: For days.
1: no I'm not I'm telling you right now I'm not recommending click it's a <laughs> <some laughs> waste of a
0: recommendation <laughs> oh boy
2: Question time? Let's do it. If you want to leave your own questions for us to answer in future episodes of Sardonicast, head over to the Sardonicast Reddit, where there will be a suggestion thread for you to ask us whatever you like. Let's start with this one then from um, Albert Berta, sorry, Alfred. Yeah, Alfred Berta, who asks, mm. do you think video essays are art? And what are some of your favorites? So, that thing about the definition of art, like... There's, there's the one side where, like, yeah, if you're creating it, like, a lot of things can be considered art. It's got a loose kind of descriptor.
1: You can draw a dot on a wall, and that's art.
2: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah.
0: But, I, I mean, mm. I think even in the more general t- t- sense of, of art, video essays definitely apply. There's pacing. There's editing. You know, there's, there's creative yeah, choices being something. made in a presentation. Yeah. You could consider it a short film if you want to. You know, it is a it is a video art form. There's audio, the soundtrack choices are made for specific purposes to imply a tone that the person wants to create in the video, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, a video
1: yeah. essay is supposed to be educational. So yeah, it, is, it can be it very kind of formative It can call it can fall into like a PowerPoint presentation or something like that. But when you're like analyzing a film, we at least anyway try to be a bit more artful with it. By like putting in that music and like the editing and you know, try to capture a similar tone in the review as in the movie. Maybe.
0: I I would even argue that like, you know, text text based reviews can, can be art. It depends on how you of present course. it. Yeah. Um Roger Ebert was very poetic with how he described his opinions on films, and that's part of the reason why he was so well-known and so well-loved is because he was essentially yeah. writing poetry at the same time <laughs> like he yeah, he yeah he was forming his opinions in a way that that had an ar- artistic purpose you could argue mm-hmm. i always talk about Crowcat and how he like re-edits e3
1: oh, press conferences yeah, to show yeah. like how much of a disaster it is but that's art and that's commentary in itself even though he's not talking and he's not using text he's presenting it in a way so that you you Pers- you watch it differently, mm-hmm. I guess. It's a it's, commentary yeah,
2: it's on transformative yeah. Um, it's creation. Transformative. Yeah,
0: yeah. Some of my favorites, uh, the Marvel Symphonic Universe by Every Frame of Painting. That's a pretty great one, I think.
2: Yeah, all of his videos are very good.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it's a really popular one in film school. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, kids Chan in class too. like say they literally just say the exact same things he said. Oh yeah, yeah just repeat in, it. In his videos. <laughs> it's yeah. Oh, Marvel movies use top music. Or what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you saw the video
0: too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. <That's> funny. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Uh, whatever. Well, what are your some, some of your favorites? That's part of the question. Crabcat. I think okay. he's I think he's excellent. Great. It's so funny. Yeah, me too. I was in his VR video, not as an intentional cameo, but <laughs> yeah. he, used, he used a clip uh, from yeah. one of my VR streams when he made the VR video. I was like, hey, it's me.
1: I got to pull... I think he
2: made the Cuphead one. I I like his Mass Effect Andromeda one a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: You know who's gotten really, really great over time, not to imply that they weren't good before? Internet historian. Hmm. That that video about No Man's Sky was fucking dope. I think that 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 was was a a great video. video. That was a really great essay. And obviously lots of comedy in the video, but it's... So much more well edited than his previous works, very well researched, provides a lot of like perspective, doesn't just come at it from like a very biased sort of way in in terms of like having the agenda that you want first and then using data to support it It seems as though his opinion was formed based on the data presented and i I thought it was really well communicated and really definitely art. You know, it's cinematic in its presentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: and you you can't understate how challenging it can be to make these informative videos also humorous. When when people are doing it right, it does feel effortless, but it, it can be quite challenging to get right and not, you know, go too far. Just
0: make your voice funny like this. <laughs> then it's funny. You can say whatever you want and people live. It's easy. True. Sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> did did you list any of
0: your favorites though? Like, um, I
2: agree with your picks, but okay. um, I'm a fan of Chriswell as well. Um, oh yeah, I, I know he changed his channel, yeah, or something. No, there's mm-hmm. some good ones, but there's also we're at such a point now where there's so many video essayists where um, I feel like the term has lost some of its meaning of to me. Of course, where it's like 100%. yeah,
1: it's become an oversaturated market, incredibly
0: oversaturated. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's some that aren't so good. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of... I think there's, like, cliches now. 100%. Or, like, I don't know. There's Sometimes
0: yeah. I, like, read titles, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what is this? Yeah. Like, the 80s VHS filter, a little bit of, like, uh-huh. lo-fi beats to study to in the background. And then you, t- <laughs> <laughs> the way you project your voice is, like... Like you're you're giving like a very calm lecture, and then you just say yeah, something yeah. that isn't really even that smart or insightful, but just because of the presentation, it, it's like it makes it. So people are like, ooh, this mm-hmm. is intelligent video. I really <laughs> want to parody that style so bad. Not naming names here, but yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of bullshit in that category. I,
1: I did it with like the Happy Time Murders oh, yeah. on oh, April yeah, Day. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. But it's like that shit. So, well, it's like, yeah, these big uh, company
2: channels try to do it with the like explained oh, yeah. videos with like, explaining oh, yeah. en- endings oh. and stuff oh, like God. that. Like, yeah,
1: but they're explaining endings that don't even need to be explained.
2: Yeah, yeah it's like, or they just Ant say Man nothing boss, about it. Really. Explained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're just essentially <laughs> describing the plot of what everybody already saw. Mm-hmm. There's some trash out there, but they have cool transition effects that look professionally produced. That's apparently all you yeah. need. Well, some people just actually
1: up. have something to say about a film. Oh, yeah. And those yeah, are the I best was... video essays. 100%. And they have a thesis. They have, like, a question they're asking of the work that they're trying to answer. So it makes sense, you know, what you're watching. Some yeah. of them just, like, they just start talking about the movie. And it's like, okay, what part of the movie are you talking about? Yeah. Are you talking about the cinematography? Are you talking about, like, the way it's made? Or are you talking about the story?
0: And you don't even know. Because they don't even know. <laughs> it's like a big mess. <laughs> I would much rather see someone who's passionate about something saying something that they've had on their mind that they want to communicate about a film or anything than seeing something that like we complain about factory produced movies, but let's be honest. There's a lot of that shit on YouTube too, where it's like you didn't create the the video because you had something to say that you were passionate about. You did it for clickbait. You did it because you knew that the search results people would be saying ending explained of this particular film and so you just bullshit it <laughs> yeah. to get the ad revenue with like a little bit of fucking a yeah. little bit of touch ups here and there and in, in the editing a little bit of professional production there you know you got a bit of a budget but really like well you should just have just something nonsense. to say there's nothing wrong with covering something popular
1: oh of course so covering you have, to something have something popular to say. Is i completely good. agree with you
0: yeah a lot of these a lot of them just don't have anything to say and they're essentially just factory producing clickbait <laughs> yeah, it sucks
2: when you hear one of these videos. Because I like YouTube as kind of a personality kind of platform. Mm. It's very informative yeah. in a lot of ways. But I think its strength is finding people that you kind of like to hear talk or convey some kind of message. So having these big businesses come in and kind of just formulate the perfect algorithm to make these just throwaway videos that just mean nothing. Um, just because, you know, they're monetizable. is It's just an unfortunate outcome of the system we have to use yeah so it's easy to avoid to be fair like i never yeah. see them in my feed and stuff because i never watch them
0: yeah just yeah. like movies it's up to the consumer to decide <laughs> right yeah absolutely be the change you want to see don't click on clickbait
2: <laughs> <laughs> as tempting as it can be sometimes oh, so tempting. Sort of really bizarre one today that was like a, a picture of someone holding an egg <laughs> that was the thumbnail and it was like <laughs> uh, click this if you want to be a sex god or some shit. It's like what, what the fuck does this egg have to do with any of this? That's, <laughs> like I just want to know purely because that of the absurdity know you'll of the be thumbnail. asking. Yeah, they they come up with a clickbait title then they're like, it's not enough. Let's just just google like egg. <laughs> in, uh, in hand. Egg in hand. Yeah, that will confuse people and we'll make them click on it. <laughs> it egg. probably is like that. <laughs> yeah. I left to tweet that picture. I took a screenshot Red circle. Of it. I could not believe it yeah red circle
3: <laughs>
0: all right next question
2: okay this is an interesting one from big c baller are there any cases where you think controversy over what a comedian says is justified where a comedian says something during stand-up that is seen offensive to some do you believe there are times where a comedian can go too far with what they try to joke about uh
0: <laughs> does, does so. kramer yelling the n-word count <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: well, I mean, that one it ruined of... his career, didn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, that one... it did have its natural repercussions. So
1: uh-huh. that was just stupid what he said.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was like riled up and yeah. emotional, wasn't he?
1: He's just—you could tell—he lost it. He like yeah. lost his temper. He snapped. It yeah, wasn't yeah. like a bit.
0: Yeah, that's that—that's what it kind of pushes it <laughs> when it's like, where was the joke?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I, don't know. I
2: I can't actually think of an example of a time I've ever been offended by a, a joke in something I've been watching or listening to, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because a, a lot of the time, like, you have to understand the context of it. Like, a comedian isn't going up to try and, you know, spread hate speech or do any of this. They're, they're genuinely trying to get up to make you laugh. And yeah. to do that requires you using language in such a way that is, no matter what, going to offend people, like... Jokes and usually are at the the butt of something or someone yeah. and that's kind yeah. of someone else
0: it really mm-hmm. depends on how it's done. So I don't really some know can don't avoid like it. if it's not yeah. funny, then that doesn't help. I I feel yeah, like uh, yeah. I am less offended by Whatever Kevin Hart's joke was that he said Like <laughs> I forget what the, I forget what the joke even was but something like oh, yeah If I had a gay oh, son, yeah. I would disown them or some shit <laughs> or like oh, yeah I would, yeah, sm- a I would smash the something? dollhouse or something like, I'm less offended by that yeah. than I am of his, like, actual interview where he was like, yeah, I would never play a gay character because I don't want people to think I'm gay. <laughs> like It's like, that wasn't that was that wasn't even, like, that. A, a comedic...
3: I'm pretty yeah, sure he said that. Said that. Oh, yeah, I know he Oh, my God. Yeah. That, he was asked if he would ever like, play that's a gay
0: different character, though, and he's not on like, stage. no, I don't want to be... Yeah. <laughs> I want people to think I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, he's not on stage when so he's says like So you're not an
2: actor, if you're not willing to play a character.
0: <laughs> but at the same time... Yeah, I'm not I I don't really support like the idea of canceling people.
2: Yeah, cuz there is a difference. You're allowed to not find something funny and you're allowed to be upset by something, yeah. but like if it really bothers you that much, just never watch any of their stuff ever again, you know? Like if yeah. if if that Ricky Gervais like thing really upset you from the Golden Globes or whatever it was, like mm-hmm. you don't have to watch the Golden Globes. Barely anyone does to begin with. Yeah. Like, just...
0: <laughs> my my exception to this That's would it. be uh I should I should clarify by saying that I I do not support cancel culture for people's opinions or or words for the most part. Uh, the exceptions that I have in terms of like cancel culture shit that actually makes me go like, why do people support this person are examples like Chris Brown where he beat the shit (laughs) out of his girlfriend. And it's like, come on. (laughs) Like that's not that's not like an opinion. That wasn't like an edgy thing that was said. This is like a violent asshole. Right. Yeah, that's like, that's the shit. thing
2: that dictates it though, isn't it, is that yeah, that actually yeah. is a physical like people are actually horrifically injured. Yeah.
0: That's more of a judge on your character than some bad joke.
2: It's sticks and stones can break my bones yeah. but words will never hurt me like it's it's mm. actually true. Like mm-hmm. w- words can hurt obviously, but it's it's really not the same as being brutally beaten, you know, like it's a comedian yeah. stood on a stage like trying to make you laugh, like have some perspective, you know. Yeah. Like You can't treat it like the, the spewing like hate speech.
0: Yeah. I find often if I'm disagreeing with someone, even if their worldview is like completely just so far away from my own that I can't even relate to it, sometimes I just go, mm-hmm. you know what? They're dumb and move on with my day. <laughs> like, I don't understand what's so difficult about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're dumb. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I got things to do.
2: Yeah, I follow a similar kind of thing where it's just like, Logically, where where can this go? You know, like if me getting angry and upset, like, what's it going to even really achieve? Retweets. Oh, well, that's a that's a Twitter in general is just another thing altogether. Oh yeah, <laughs> who can
0: virtue signal the loudest? I'm a moral person because I called out someone else being immoral.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just dogpiling, yeah. It's dragging him through the coals. Definitely not projection.
0: <laughs> I've never done anything
2: immoral in my life. Yeah, sorry Ralph, less. did you have
0: more to add to this? We're
2: talking a bunch.
1: No, that's that's pretty much it. Okay.
2: Okay, we got this one then from Seaweed underscore the bad. Who says, subsuds? Do you lads <laughs> know of the Wiggles? If not, yeah. what childhood <laughs> entertainment was was your favourite as kids? By the way, if you didn't watch The Wiggles, you didn't have childhood. Oh, sorry, boys. Fuck off with
1: that shit. <laughs> no, The Wiggles is great. <laughs>
0: Did you guys watch The Wiggles?
2: Yeah, I had The Wiggles. I was man. too old. I, I, think. Was, in, I was very oh, much okay. into The Wiggles. I, I was aware I of their existence. Any their songs, but...
0: I definitely mm-hmm. flipped through channels and saw four colorful men singing songs. But
1: yeah, they were awesome. Great, great music too. I'm gonna listen to some after this yeah. podcast. I think. Hell yeah! yeah. I was, to go back uh, and remind myself. When, was, when they hand gosh. you the
0: ox cable at a party, it's blast the
1: Wiggles.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I watched
1: next. Teletubbies. I think too around that same time. This is when uh, I was really young. I, I think yeah, that's yeah. when I watched.
2: Yeah. Did you ever see Boo Bars? No, I have no idea is. what that is. <laughs> is <laughs> that <laughs> the, a British that thing? Might just be a British thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> and the Tweenies. We got We got some good ones. But I'm actually shocked that. The, the Wiggles were that u- ubiquitous that they they made it all the way to the U.S. too, because I think they're yeah. Australian.
0: Yeah. So,
1: really? Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's a worldwide phenomenon, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barney, there was that. Yeah,
0: of course. Pokemon was from Japan. That was my oh, yeah, jam. <laughs> also,
2: Nanoland represent. a yeah, b- I'm big into Pokemon. Hell
1: yeah! (laughs) I knew you were gonna bring that up, (laughs) Nanolan. That shit's hilarious. (laughs) At fifty percent speed, it's hilarious. Oh yeah,
2: that
0: that was probably my most intelligent video essay was (laughs) (laughs) Nanolan.
2: Honestly, though, SpongeBob was is number one. SpongeBob Mm -hmm. and The Simpsons probably. SpongeBob
1: is the best, I think, out of all those. It still holds up. Those first like four seasons do.
2: Yeah, I was I was amazed actually when I I I think they added. SpongeBob to Netflix, and I was like, "This can't be as good as I remember it being." And I just went through an episode. And was like, God, how is this so funny? It's, it's so silly funny. and like perfect.
0: Yeah, I didn't start watching SpongeBob until I was like though. a bit older than the target demographic, but I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah. made
1: it so prolific. Hey? A lot of Nickelodeon stuff at that time, and I think Disney was just doing sitcoms like around that same time. <laughs> like, did you Hannah watch Montana. the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Hannah yeah, Montana. I, I never liked those. Yeah, yeah, I avoided I the like Disney those.
0: Channel at all costs. <laughs> yeah,
2: so did I. <laughs>
1: and then, like Nickelodeon started doing sitcoms, and they had Drake and Josh and iCarly, and like all that stuff. Oh yeah, Dan Schneider's
0: um empire of sitcoms. Yeah,
1: which I wasn't a fan of.
0: Someone was like, Adam, did you know that Gibby from iCarly watches your videos? I'm like, who's that? Because <laughs> I, did, I not I never watched the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I never. <laughs> he watched mine too. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> likes video essays.
2: Because <laughs> they're art. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. The proof's in the pudding, everybody.
0: I find it interesting that you mentioned The Simpsons, Alex, because that's not really um, like well, a
3: Well,
2: <laughs> the, the question's <laughs> somewhat vague. Like, when does your childhood end? What year, officially, does your childhood begin and end? You know? Because the question was, you're, like, favorite as kids. Are you a kid when you're 12? Because I was watching The Simpsons when I was 12.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, Futurama and that stuff. Like, I've, I always tended to veer towards the more edgy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, when I was like 12, like, I like, loved South Park and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I started watching Family Guy around then.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember always wanting to have the thing like I wasn't allowed because when you're a little kid, you're like forced to the kid channels. And it's like, oh, you, yeah. you know that South Park is on somewhere and you want to mm-hmm. know what that's all about.
1: It was Adult Swim that introduced me to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Aqua Aqua Team Hunger Force. Oh, yeah. Is that mm-hmm. it? I didn't yeah, watch yeah. much of that, but all that.
2: Robot Chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Robot Chicken. Yeah, I was into yeah. all that stuff, too.
0: Is it still going, by the way? I feel like I ask myself that question I, every I couple years. I think it might be. might be. It's like nobody talks about it anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, I went on the <laughs> on its INDB and saw how many seasons it had. And I was like, whoa, that, that's crazy. Yeah, there's crazier.
1: a bunch of clips on YouTube. Yeah. I think it's still going.
0: Mm. Yeah, Simpsons was yes, ten seasons. my jam for sure. I still love The Simpsons. Yeah, seasons Simpsons 1 is through... Futurama's great. Pff, I don't know. 10, maybe? 12? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like figuring out where it gets unwatchable, pretty much.
2: Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> like cause... bad or
0: unwatchable,
1: unwatchable because it's still watchable I mean, like, until like fifteen. I would say like fifteen is when it starts. To, like, it depends a on your threshold. On on yeah, court. yeah, exactly. I guess it does.
0: Yeah, there's some, there's some season ten stuff that isn't bad. Like there's some parts that are kind of like leaning towards like, eh, that wasn't that well written, but you know, they're, they're, it's it's not complete misses like it is now. Mm-hmm. It's not like every episode's shit. So yeah, I'll see where it starts starts getting awful.
2: Yeah, but you're curious to know though. So yeah. I've never gone back cuz I just don't know cuz the Simpsons in my memory is just this one vague amalgamation yeah. of every season cuz it's just so, <laughs> it's been going so long. So I can't pinpoint yeah, what so was much... where.
0: Watch seasons 1 through 4 again. They're so good. They're so so so. Really good.
2: even like season 1 is holds up.
0: Um season 1 more for like Kind of an endearing context to it, because like I think I think right, the yeah, first yeah. season works better when you're an adult, just because there's a you know there's obvious heart to it. It 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 was more focused in terms of what it wanted to be uh, uh, of this sort of like family cartoon thing. Like Homer had a conscience, and yeah. like you yeah. know there there were actual <laughs> yeah, dramatic like moments of... to it, and there were you know heartwarming elements to it. As soon as season two happens, though, I think two through four are like the most hilarious fucking thing ever if anybody's watching this podcast and you've never seen the simpsons or you've only seen recent simpsons and just think it's shit honestly two through four so good very 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 funny very well written
2: it was really sharp once upon a time oh man i saw a clip the other day i was like whoa that was really funny i can't believe like i'd forgotten about how funny (laughs) when it had good writers (laughs) it used to be and then everybody yeah, jumped yeah. ship yeah. and started working yeah. on other things. And the animation, the animation, was even better. at uh, Of course, at point. yeah, more
0: creative.
1: Yeah, yeah now it's sure. just factory They
2: use more than like one angle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, have you seen those comparison? There, there's like I, I think it was on Twitter or something. You could probably find it somewhere else, but like they compared the amount of frames used when Marge is like at the checkout in the intro the intro that they had been using forever and then the new updated yeah. one where it's like, it just looks like Family Guy bullshit animation and it's literally like <laughs> <Yes>. three <laughs> frames compared to like 27 of movement and it's so lazy yeah, in comparison. the so nice. Holy crap. It's insane. It, things just yeah. get worse, man. It's like, why did you even change it? It's like, oh, it looks more modern yeah, now. Yeah, it was better the way it was before. Yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> yeah, if it ain't broke, the old... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because if you do, it's gonna look like the new Simpsons. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's how the saying goes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: we got this one from Coal Up Church Dash YouTube, who um <laughs> has a question. I can't believe I haven't actually asked yet because it, it's it's one of the most popular things to ask on like podcasts. But do you guys have any ghost stories? <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> ghosts are not real
2: um adam
0: i've watched ghost films does uh, that, that count are based on true does stories no um yeah i don't know mm-hmm. i feel like they there's there's always i think every human being has some sort of like weird lingering memory or unexplained event or whatever and you know there's a part of someone's mind that kind of wants to believe that there's something supernatural going on it, it's a bit superfluous to to Add in this supernatural element when it doesn't necessarily need to be there to explain something like the easiest explanation for something that's unexplainable would be that the human mind is is not reliable witness testimony is not reliable people don't know what they've seen five fucking seconds ago you know why illusions work Mm -hmm. you can go right now on the fucking computer and be like "Ooh, illusions for my brain and you know you stare at something long (laughs) enough and then things become warpy or you don't notice something or like those those weird Photoshop pictures where they combine the, f- where where it was just a bunch of like celebrities' faces going one after the other, and then your brain thinks that it's like all warped and weird. The reason why those works yeah. th- those work is because our our brain's way of processing information is 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 yeah, literally just like an evolutionary bias. <laughs> it it, it's, it it works for us surviving in our environment, and it was not made to be objective, right? Yeah. Our brains are faulty, <laughs> so if you don't have to add a supernatural explanation, why would you? It's just superfluous.
2: Yeah, because once you understand, like, when you... Of course going out into the woods at night is, is horrifying and scary because your body puts itself on edge because we're not built to, you know, explore without our eyesight, so everything else is heightened, so you're on edge and you focus on sounds and things and you freak yourself out. It's, like, all evolutionary in mm-hmm. that sense.
0: Oh, yeah, of course, 100%. Like we, when you want to make a character in a film scary, you give him like beady eyes and sharp teeth. Like <laughs> that triggers a some something in our evolution where it's like, oh, that's basically what a lot of, of predators look like in the real world. Yeah, you know? it's like pre- predator animals that we would have been had to have been scared of. So
2: yeah, we find forced smiles quite scary too.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I've noticed like a lot of those creepy things love doing that thing where mm-hmm. they have like a dog smiling or whatever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, like an so, unnatural. So you've never experienced anything
2: uh, anything remotely um that fits under the category of ghosts? No, and I've
1: been to like so, haunted no. places before, like Gettysburg and oh, yeah. the Queen Mary, it's yeah, apparently it's got ghosts in it. I did the ghost tour like at night. There was nothing.
0: I didn't see really? anything. If yeah. you want to believe it, you will. I
1: think it's marketing. Yeah, if you want to believe it, sure.
0: Yeah, it is also kind of marketing. I went to um there was like a haunted yeah. old Victorian hotel in San Francisco that uh my friends wanted to go to just around their wedding or whatever and we uh you know, spent the night there and told some ghost stories and whatever. And it seemed like so many of the rooms in that fucking place just had like flickery lights <laughs> do shit. every like 20 minutes or so. It'd be like, ooh, the light flickered. It's like, well, if, if, if part of the selling point is that it's like a haunted hotel, it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. And also a flickering light doesn't mean anything, even if it was unintentional.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I've heard stories like, oh, I was, I left my hotel room and then I came back and the window was open. I'm like, oh, they probably did that. <laughs> yeah, the maid. <laughs> just trolling people. The maid probably. <laughs> Where there's like an animatronic, like, there's like an electronic thing that opens your window automatically. Yeah, so maybe. Like big, or maybe you just facade. forgot you opened your window. Maybe you're <laughs> yeah, dumb. that too. Which is, yeah, that's probably the most likely explanation, but they never consider that. It's a ghost. Maybe
0: they have a carbon monoxide leak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: people
3: are going
2: yeah.
0: crazy
3: yeah
2: i I recently actually um went to somewhere that is considered um haunted, not like famously so like you'd have to research it um and and know about it to even know that this place existed, but it was this like really out of the way pub um and I took my dogs for a walk around the local area and found this weird like tower um mm-hmm. which I later found out is supposed to be like a haunted tower because some girl in the 15th or 16th century was hung there or something like <laughs> Sally in the woods I think the story is um okay. it's like a <laughs> it does get your imagination going cuz it's just a creepy like area in the middle of nowhere in this weird old tower that's hundreds of years old yeah um, it's, I had still, no it's experience still cool to, to
1: see for like the history of
3: it
2: yeah i i find the history of it the most interesting part how these these like stories these myths and legends are kind of passed down that that's what makes it interesting to me so it's like Mm -hmm. oh what is this
0: it's (laughs) it's so funny because we invent our own rules for these sorts of things and they just come from fucking nowhere you know just like folklore or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know if things really operated on on the rules of the grudge (laughs) where if somebody dies somewhere in a way that's kind of bad then then the place is haunted from that moment on it's like i don't know that that would be like every square inch of the fucking planet over Over time, honestly, <laughs> there would be ghosts everywhere, also, at what point in our evolutionary process would we even start becoming ghosts because people aren 't making the argument that like monkeys or or chimpanzees or anything else. Our cousins or whatever evolutionary cousins. No one's arguing that those become ghosts or that other animals become ghosts Maybe there are some people that argue that so it's like I don't know if you believe in evolution that we (laughs) We're not necessarily human beings or what we would consider to be human beings for all of eternity You know at what point did we start becoming ghosts when we die? Was there a moment? Was there a moment where it was like oh, I'm a human now now. I'm a ghost when I die.
2: I don't yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's a primal fear that uh, humans have had f- since the beginning um where we don't know where we come from or more importantly what happens once we die i think we've talked about that before so of course that's like an inherently scary concept that we've attached ourselves to of like what if what if you come back as like a if you if you do something wrong and you're you're trapped in a form because you were Murdered in this way. It's, it's storytelling is you're it?
1: invisible it's... in your house
0: <laughs> You could turn on the TV it also comes from you know the way our brains are wired and in, in terms of like our emotional Bonds yeah. to other people when somebody dies and they're no longer in your life like you It's difficult for your brain to process that whether you believe in like an afterlife or whatever like it seems a lot of these things are essentially just explaining away like oh well you still exist after your own death sort of thing whether it's ghosts or religion or whatever you know it's 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 a difficult thing for people to process and so people create these stories and you know sometimes people want to believe these sorts of things yeah you know to believe that someone is still there by the way great movie. A ghost story. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. David Lowry? Yeah. I've, seen a,
2: it. I've been meaning to get around to that yeah, one. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that one. It's kind of about that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was okay. The
1: blanket I, I wasn't digging that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it wears like a sheet the whole movie. I I'm thought like, it was really yeah. creative. Yeah. Not the blanket I, I in could...
0: particular, but the movie overall. <laughs> yeah,
1: like the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. It has some good elements, definitely. It's yeah. not like I don't know. It's not like Austin Powers three or something. <laughs> it's like <a> good <laughs> It's a good movie with Beyonce. Yeah, the best. Actor. I don't know why I brought up that example. Yeah, <laughs> I was just trying a weird to bring up like a bad but... movie. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Book of Henry.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Do you want to do one more or no?
2: Yeah, let's do one more. Let's do this one then from uh Round 155. What do the boys think of people dismissing or disliking films due to "quote unquote" problematic characters we saw it with joker people dismissing the film due to the character's actions and i've met people who won't watch a clockwork orange simply because the main character is a violent rapist another good example is tarantino's films where he makes violent characters sympathetic and likable
1: that's fine if it's not your cup of tea (laughs) like some people just don't want to watch that like oh that's gross Mhm. Um there has to be an understanding that it's not like it's not just gratuitous. A lot of these movies like Clockwork Orange the reason it's renowned by like everyone is because it presents that in a way that's critical. It's like critical of that behavior. It's not indulging in it and glorifying it. And there's other movies that don't like Serbian film or something like that.
2: Some people do misinterpret I think that very thing. Mm-hmm. Um some of Scorsese's movies that happens I think where yep uh, like the wolf of wall street like the point mm-hmm. of the movie is what a lot of people criticized it for being where it's like oh it's just excessive and <laughs> over the top and just and then like yeah. if you actually pay Pornographic.
0: attention
3: to what... <laughs> it's yeah. like that's their lives or that's like how
0: they live the main character in under the silver lake even also another example uh-huh yep who's like supposed to be a
1: metaphor for like a lot of guys who go into hollywood like a lot of creeps and like degenerates like how those writers are like glorifying women like sexualizing women I mean yeah it's disgusting that's the point the movie's not like look at this great character look at you should be like him (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just it's ridiculous like that a filmmakers or like a movie's point of view and perspective because of the main character gets conflated with the director's point of view and how they see the world like yeah, exactly I find that very strange, yeah. yeah, like just because it this depends. main character's a creep, that means the directors a creep or the writers a
0: creep,
2: yeah,
1: and they're not just like highlighting something about society or themselves that
0: they don't like. It's very weird, it depends how much credit you give the director, depends on the kind of story sometimes you can watch a movie and and basically you know i i guess interpret the director's political opinions or philosophical perspectives based on, yeah, what I guess the it depends on the director. Like Oliver Stone,
1: where it's like very transparent with like Snowden. He's like very critical of the U.S. government. Like it's very clear he's like that. You know <laughs> that's why he made the movie. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it really depends. Yeah. yeah. Even if a terrible character is being glorified, well, that's the point of it being a work of fiction. You know, that's it's it's a fantasy. I don't yeah. know. Don't don't try to control what types of. Thoughts people can have, or what types of ideas people can communicate. Mm-hmm.
1: Tarantino's violence is very like silly.
0: Yeah, there's that famous
1: interview with him where he's talking to that woman on television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, Violence is so much fun! <laughs> <laughs> like his cartoonish violence. Are you
0: saying that you should take kids to see this movie?
1: Yeah, if the parents are cool. <laughs> oh, but like that kind of conversation is so toxic and it's stupid. It's yeah, like, it's like, not the same questions. kind of violence as come and see. Where that's like fucked up and realistic. It's not that same kind of thing. Yeah, his, his movies are fun. Like watching people get shot, or especially if they're like supposed to be villainous, like Nazis or the KKK and Django, or like something like that. It's a lot of fun to see them get blown up and yeah, thrown off horses. <laughs> yeah, it's really entertaining.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes people resort to those arguments to try and justify something that they already feel about a film, where it's like, well. A lot of this crowd, Joker just wouldn't be for them anyway, and so they criticized that element because of that, and then those exact same people wouldn't criticize something like Birds of Prey because it's supposed to be this, like, feminist girl power movie, which I didn't even know going into it, but it's like, yeah, well, she's also a crazy asshole that's supposed to be a villain, right? Like, why isn't that that conversation (laughs) happening with this film from these exact same
1: people? Yeah. I think it's just people are making criticisms toward the movie. I don't think they want to start a big thing about it, but with tarantino's movies like it just stirs it stirs up a whole conversation i guess mm-hmm. it
2: is strange though. it is his movies because like <laughs> they are so ridiculous it is hard to take uh the, yeah. an argument that is kind of inciting violence very seriously like look at some of the stuff in kill bill or <laughs> any number of his movies <laughs> like
3: yeah
2: It's is it is silly you know because like it, what about like uh writings in a little characters in books, and like we've been telling stories for a long time. Like we have to be able to remove the the characters' actions, yeah, and stuff like that. From
0: yeah, the Bible's a pretty fucking big one. There's there's some questionable <laughs> sure. morals in that's in that story. I think that I think this God character might be a bad guy. <laughs> it's a fucking murderer,
2: man. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to be reductive, I suppose. Yeah, it's entertainment. It's easy to be like also. Yeah. Yeah, it's,
0: like, it's not it's not like a life advice film. It's not like a it's not like a <laughs> yeah. video essay on how you should live your life. It's a character study. Characters should be things that you are not so that you can be interested by the movie.
1: Yeah, if they're like, I don't like that movie because the main characters mean or the main characters bad, <laughs> like if they don't want to watch a movie because of that, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. a fine criticism to have.
0: Yeah, it, it, it becomes a different conversation when uh it's treated as though it's some sort of uh, bad thing for society, I guess, that shouldn't exist. Yeah, that's as if you know, it's really like polluting the environment
1: with toxic messaging or something. Yeah, <laughs> not just. I don't yeah. want to watch. It's it It's like <laughs> that's yeah. not what it's doing. It's just yeah, it's just a piece of art you don't like, which is fine. all the
2: all the all the news. Uh, you know, the news was covering Joker as if it was going to cause like all this violence and whatnot, <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just ridiculous. Happened.
3: I think so part of that
0: is like paranoia. Over, like, the Aurora shooting with the Dark Knight Rises. And I think I mentioned mm-hmm. on the podcast before, like, the guy actually wasn't even trying to be Joker. It was just completely yeah. coincidental that it was the Dark Knight Rises and he had dyed hair. Mm-hmm. So he was the going to a horror movie.
2: Yeah. Perpetuate fear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the news. Yeah. Be scared.
1: No one leaves their house anymore.
3: You won't so catch weird. the coronavirus. Like, walk if my you don't dog leave your house. and, and no, one, yeah, movie, yeah. no
1: one wants to leave their house because it's like, It's scary out there. There's the coronavirus. There's all these like (laughs) shootings. It's cold. It's very sad.
2: Fire, yeah.
1: Yeah, everything's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) You can't talk about
0: anything, otherwise there's like a you get a backlash. Yeah. (laughs) I don't leave my house because if I step outside then I'm gonna get cancelled.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're
0: gonna get recorded doing
1: something on some security camera.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, like, hashtag cancel. Ah. He crossed a red light. <laughs> whatever. I jaywalked. Whatever they catch you doing. Yeah, he jaywalked.
0: Canceling. <laughs> <laughs> he broke the law. All right, that was great. Here we go. I believe it is your turn to recommend a film, Alex.
2: It's back to me, is it? Um, I think so. So there's this, this movie might be a strange one. But uh, I've been really wanting to rewatch it for some reason. Because cool. um, I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. Um, that being 1939's The Wizard of Oz.
0: Awesome.
2: <laughs> I really want to talk about this movie. Cool. Because um, it's very, very important, very famous. Of course, everyone knows the story. But I feel like, well, I haven't watched it as an adult. So I want to know what the film is like.
0: Um, yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah. Great pick. Let's do it. Let's watch The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. When was the last time? Like, have you guys Ooh. seen...
1: Yeah, I saw it a few years ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: it must have been a long time for
2: me. I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to update my thoughts on that one. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, if you don't want to be spoiled (laughs) for The Wizard of Oz, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) 1930-something, watch it before the next episode. We will be having a spoiler discussion. If you want... To support the show, two dollars a month. Sardonicast.com. Sign up for premium. You'll get these episodes early. Also, Patreon.com/sardonicast. All right. Should we watch
1: uh, the sequel with James oh. Franco? <laughs> oh
3: yeah! Oh, I forgot <laughs> so about that.
2: I've actually seen that.
0: Well, there's yeah. another one too. It's
1: like
2: it's a Sam Raimi, isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Sam Raimi. <laughs> the Sam Raimi one. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Yeah, probably yeah, I remember not. But <laughs> not really liking that bit.
1: Uh, we'll watch the 1939 one. Alright. Maybe I'll check out those others.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you you can watch
2: as many Just Oz movies guts. as you want.
0: <laughs> and you can yeah. report back and let us know how they are.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: All right. Gotta go fast. All right, that's, uh...
1: <laughs> All right, bye everyone. Bye everybody. Thanks
0: for listening. <laughs> <everyone. laughs>